All right, check, check, check. Y'all tuned in to another episode of the Label Podcast. That's L-A-B-L for Lead and Be Legendary. And I'm your host, Name Tag. But for all search engine purposes and the music streaming platforms or whatnot, it's Name Tag Alexander. We are officially on episode 68. This episode here is long overdue. We've been talking about this probably since the second year of the podcast, which technically was 2017. But this episode features my second oldest brother, Alonzo, but we also call him Zoe, of course. Most people call him Zoe. But yeah, this podcast episode was overdue because oftentimes people look at my career in music and they just attach it to the usual suspects. You know, of course, Black Milk, uh, for the most part, Black Beethoven. But even then with Black Beethoven, a lot of people just assume by default it was just Black Milk who was the uh, responsible party for helping know get my foot in the door as far as my career which clearly he was however there were other people that played a critical role who were my relatives to being my brothers of course we still got a shout out to three-faced poet shout out to Ot, shout out to slim structure um just a, a lot of people in general man um but just my two brothers is where it really started because they initially started out being uh mcs uh so i i always and what sparked it too was if you go back to the Connected Experience uh, pod, to the Connected Experience podcast, shout out to AJ and SJ. There's an episode that uh, that me and Black Beethoven did. I want to say it was titled "Working with uh, Siblings" or something like that, I believe. But he covered a lot of the history on how things got started with him, you know, and, and of course with Zoe at the time when they started doing music. However, you know, I thought it would only be fair that Zoe would be able to tell his story also. Not only did he share his early beginnings in music, because he, he, of course, did fall back from it. However, he still has an in-depth knowledge of the music business and just, you know, just music in general when it comes to just like mixing, sound. Um, he, he also shares something that was very interesting, which was his, his dealings with psoriasis, which I thought was dope because a lot of people have that. And it, it's not really anything that they're willing to share, something that they try to hide. So it was very dope that he kind of opened up about that. And was an advocate for it anyway i don't want to hold y'all too long make sure you subscribe to this podcast specifically on apple podcast uh, google podcast anchor or all the platforms the major platforms spotify of course where you get your podcasts at or, or listen or download your podcast for the most part make sure you spread the word about it leave a rating and review make sure you check out the ep it is out work win repeat it's from the actual single that i released back in 2019 uh, featuring Junior that was produced by Black Beethoven, but the mantra itself was so dope. I decided to go ahead and layer an entire EP around it. I also have Work Win Repeat limited edition merch that you can order online uh, right now. I'm gonna include the link for that in the description, but it's limited edition for the Work Win Repeat T-shirts and also the ceramic mugs that you can uh, go ahead and drink your coffee out of or your tea, whatever you get your start in the morning with. But again, Work Win Repeat the EP is available now. Make sure you check out the video for 365 that I'm featured in with uh, Apollo Brown that's on his project, Sincerely Detroit. Shout out to the homies, Rose Spit and Ty Ferris. But let's get into this episode. All right, go ahead and introduce yourself for the people listening. All right, my name is Alonzo Robinson, better known as Zoe. I am one of uh, Name Tag's uh, older brothers. I'm the second oldest. And um, 
I've also been in this hip hop game early eighties to the I say mid nineties and then that was it uh with me. But anyway, I still it? stay connected. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I I was gonna say that. That's why I wanted to do this episode. I felt it was long overdue. I mean we had time right. obviously but you know right, right now is what better time than ever. But I thought it was necessary to have you speak on that because although like you say it was short lived, it still played a critical part because at the end of the day like when people hear me tell my story yeah they i say my brothers but for the most part they know like okay we know uh black beethoven is one of his brothers we know black milk is his cousin they know about chris Scholar, they know about Ock, they know about sleep uh at the end or let's say the three-faced poet but for the most part it's is we we haven't really heard your story like everybody kind of get a and i gotta get chris on here too that's that's long overdue but we never really get a chance to really kind of hear you speak on your history in it because for from what i know because even even for me per se because like yeah i was around but we gotta remember like i was a kid we talking about i was like maybe five six for the most part right. during that so i remember stuff visually right. but not really the behind the scenes aspect of it. like i saw y'all getting prepared for shows and stuff but not really just the, in in detail like we did the episode with a uh, shout out to the twins the connected experience with aj and sj uh me and uh, beethoven was on there yeah, he gave his story. You know what I mean? Or how? Yeah, obviously we mentioned. Like, yeah, me and my brother. Blah, blah, but at the end of the day, we we still want to hear like from you to get. Right. It. So how did you get your start in just music in general? Okay, well, um, I got my start basically by watching Black Beethoven. Uh, he was listening to a lot of hip hop. So was I. We both were, and uh, I watched him take a special interest in in the rhyming part of hip hop, not just the music and the structure of rhymes and, and all of that. And I saw him writing rhymes, saw him rapping. So of course, you know, I'm his younger brother, not by much, about a year and a half, but I took an interest too. Uh, not so much as in the writing part, but just developing like a sound and and how the music was paired, you know, all the rap was paired to the music and whatnot, basically developing the song. Uh, okay. So I followed in his footsteps. But because he was so good at writing, and I wasn't, I'm going to tell you the truth, I wasn't. So after a while, I saw him doing it, and I felt, well, maybe I can do it too. So one day, he wrote a rhyme for me. Um and I, of course, I didn't recite it as well as he did, but he helped me with that too, as far as the structure of it. Okay. And that's back in the day where you can where you can go on and on and on with rapping. You didn't really chop the bars up and know where to put right. what. But anyway, uh, we called ourselves A One and A Two. I remember that. Uh, right, right. Because you wanted to be A Three. That was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> this was. This was back in like uh eighty well when we when I first started listening to a rhyme, it was like eighty seven, eighty six, eighty seven. Uh when you came along, which wasn't short behind that, you know, you was around three or four years old and you kinda saw us doing what we was doing. But like I said, uh to stick to the question, I took an interest even more so after I saw Black Beethoven with uh Curtis, they were laying beats with our DJ, uh, Terrence, and they were going to like a makeshift studio. Uh, I forgot his name, uh, JB, whatever his name was. 
he had a little makeshift studio in his basement. Uh, I remember we did a commercial uh, for Tom Barrow. Uh, I remember going to Side Stick Studios and, and we did like, uh, I forgot what they call it. We did like a 10 hour, did a block or something like that. We was in that studio was, forever. Was I is, I remember the Tom Barrow, not in, not thoroughly, but I remember y'all doing that. Like, cause that, that's who, yeah. uh, that's where our auntie used to work for at one point, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it, like I said, it was, it was mainly just whatever black type, black Beethoven was doing. I was following right behind it. Like I said, though, he was doing majority of the writing. Now, of course, um, I would come in on uh, writing, helping writing it and whatnot, more to uh, catering more so to how I sounded when I rap. Um, um, mine was more of a simple type rap, you know. But like I said, I, I, I took more of an interest every time he stepped up every time Black Beethoven did more. I took more of an interest, and like I said, we end up forming a group A one and A two, uh, and then later on after that, uh, we we stepped it up some more. We joined a group. We all formed a group called Rebels to Don. Uh, we did a, a a hit a tune called uh, "Do That Jit." Yep. And once again, yeah, Beethoven wrote uh, my part. And I also co-wrote it because I wanted it once again catered more to who I was and, and how I sounded. And um, that's funny. To this day, I, I don't know if y'all remember. I still specifically remember those verses. I won't say them, but I, I still do remember yeah, those verses. Yeah, I, I do too. <laughs> I <laughs> do too. That's crazy. Like, I still remember right, that. Right. No, no, I didn't say I cruise like a geo. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah really we'll, we'll, we'll omit the rest of that for this uh, interview, but like I said, um, I continued on uh, as far as even in the, the music process, like uh, on that particular tune, Do That Jit, because I really loved uh, heavy bass rap back then. Um, I was able to help in, in uh, doing the music and stuff as well on, on that uh, particular song or particular track. And uh, like I said, later on, started getting a little older, um, was focused more on other things and whatnot, school, work, college, and so forth. And I kind of faded out of, but I never lost my love for hip hop. Uh, yeah. I still listen to majority of hip hop to this day, but I also mm -hmm. got a love for other genres of music as well, especially jazz, uh, classical, techno, all of that. I'm, I'm still into that real deep. Yeah, because yeah. I, I always was thinking about that, like, well, we know Beethoven continued on, but I never really asked, like, what made you fade back and just be like, no, you know what, I'm going to focus on this instead. Oh, uh, I can, I can, oh, that's a real quick answer to that. Uh, I just saw, or I felt that, okay, I'm not as talented or as creative, and I'm, I'm not taken away from myself. I'm just being honest. Mm -hmm. I got a good ear, you know. If I wanted, yeah, if I continued, I if I continued in it, I would, I would, uh, I would be an engineer. Uh, mm. As far as the music biz is concerned, I would be an engineer because I, 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 I have a good too ear. Late. No, it's, it's not because uh, I, you know, I used to install uh, car audio, mm -hmm. and I would tune, I would tune sound systems without 
uh, using any type of meter without using their their special oscilloscopes and whatnot when it comes to tuning a sound system for a car. Uh, you got to know where the music is clipping at, where amp or radio is is clipping at. I would be good at like using my ear to know that, uh, using my ear to know how to adjust the EQ and so forth yeah. to make it sound perfect where you can hear everything. So I said, if, you know, I definitely if I could do that there, I definitely could engineer, uh, you know, some music and whatnot. But as far as That's the wild. rapping part. Go ahead. I was gonna, I was gonna say that's wild because like for as long as I can remember, every neighborhood we lived in, you were the guy that people would like take interest in as far as like sound systems or even putting their speakers. Even friends that I had from being a kid, like when they got older and they got cars or they wanted to get a car, it was like, hey man, you think your brother Lonzo can help me install or just having a system in the crib? Like, hey, can Lonzo? I'm trying to get some sounds, man, because everybody knew when you was coming. Like, like Lonzo must be on yeah. his way. We hear him. I hear him around the corner. Like. Right, Your neighbors couldn't stand like man. This music just too loud. I used to play. Uh, oh no, was that no. that was either you or Terrence? Whoever, what? Uh, it was like an up tempo song. He's like everybody, yeah. everybody, everybody. That was Terrence. Yeah, I think it was that Terrence. Was Terrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the sounds in that car was terrible. <laughs> that Subaru was terrible. Because we knew we knew you for always playing. Like that's what's interesting too between you and Beethoven. Like it was. I got both sides of like hip hop from y'all. Like he, he was more East coast for the most part. But then on your side, like I always, I tell him this too. I'm like, yeah, Zoe was more like, uh, like the Southern but at the same time, West coast. It was yep. like the Miami, you know, the ghetto tech, I, like that was you. And, and then I would do, uh, E40. I was still a big E40 mm -hmm. fan. Um, but I, I wouldn't see, here's the thing with me. I listened to all, Yep. John was a, you know, I, I I don't have, well, I just listen to this music. I just listen to that. I don't have a particular, but uh, when it, when it comes to, you know, I got to have my base, no doubt. Uh, but because how they started doing music, especially in hip hop, they started spreading it to every, it wasn't just regular West coast hip hop, regular East coast hip hop. It was like, right. it was touching everybody, especially in the South. It got heavy in the South. And um, I just had to have my ears, you know, listening to everything. Um, so once again, once the sound systems got better, the audio systems got better for uh, cars, um, I could expand more in, in that world and fine tune it to where almost any track I played, no matter if it was New York hip hop, East Coast hip hop, whether it was West Coast or whatever, whether it was heavy bass or you know, a, a, a particular uh, drum, like say for instance, something that Nas would rap on back in the day. Mm -hmm. I can make all of that sound great in the car, you know. So once again, not to uh, deviate from your initial question, um, I never really left hip hop. I just left a part all. of like maybe performing uh, and, and, and as far as, you know, rhyming and whatnot, but I, I never left, never left. Yeah. Cause that's, that's crazy. Cause I used to specifically look forward to car rides with you just cause I knew like it was going to, whatever was getting played, it was, it was going to be loud. It didn't matter. It was oh, just wow. going to be loud regardless. <laughs> like I remember wow, you had, that's, that's what's up. What was it? The, uh, I think it was the escort. You had the silver one. I had a that Z, it was car. a two. Yeah. 
That was like was what, 96, 97 maybe? Nope. Nope. It was a 2000 ZX2. Uh, Escort ZX2. Yeah, I, I bought that car brand new from the dealership. Yep. Nah, um, but still, you had something before that though. Uh, I had I had an Aerostar, a Ford Aerostar. Yeah, it's green. One and of the cars a, was little though. Okay, you probably talking about the Sunbird. That's what it, it was. It was born a tan. I remember like that little car. I'm like, man, how is he packed like these? I don't know why I made it seem like the sounds couldn't fit in the car, but like they they packed the punch. I know that much. Like man, yeah, yeah. Be, uh, because the way I used to set it up, um, the the size speakers, the type of amp, the box, how the box would sit in the vehicle, I took the acoustics, the setup of the car into uh, consideration. I was a novice back then, uh, uh, still a novice, but I still took all that into consideration, and I could take, uh, let's say, an amp of maybe two hundred watts. RMS, you know, getting like 13 and a half to 14 votes. Um, yeah. I can take that, put it in the right setup, and really get all of the sound out of it, get the max out of it as to mm-hmm. where areas other people couldn't. You know, they would have the same amp, same, and, and just couldn't do it. And I like, told them it's, it's all about how you set it up. This was a big deal because I remember, I think you had, and that's crazy that I remember all this stuff. We talking about I don't know what age they say a child normally can recall things, but or begin to recall things. But I remember I may have been like five or six then. I think you had the uh yeah, cause we were still on Spring Garden, and um, I think you had like the Monte, the Monte Carlo. Oh uh, yeah, because you eighty one Monte Carlo. Yeah, because I remember you. This I used to always wonder like what was the bucket? Like you used to always say something was a bucket. Like yeah, I got the bucket outside. Like what is a bucket? But little did I know then yeah. that was a car. Um. And they still call it that to these days sometimes too, uh, the bucket. But yeah. uh, I remember somebody had broke into your, broke the windows out. This was in the summertime. But it was because, yeah. it was, I, I don't know if they took the sounds or they were trying to, but they had broken to it. I remember that much. Wow, you remember a lot. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it's crazy that I just yeah. remember these things. I still remember like shows. Well, I remember one of the shows y'all got ready for because this was around the time that uh y'all i think y'all was getting ready for a show yeah and y'all had just got the black uh the hoodies had got the airbrush on and stuff i think it was like a high school or something yeah yeah um rosa rosa parks off of Otter drive i think and uh yeah we we uh did a show there or something like that and um we did another show out in roseville somewhere uh that was for the label though okay but, yeah, yeah like, so what? Because uh, now Beethoven spoke on this before in an interview too that that wasn't the first label that y'all's own. Y'all were a one, a two. Y'all were actually signed to a label at one point. We were on Candy Production. That's what it was. See, I and the remember. reason I brought, I uh, yeah, I brought that up because it was a picture you had posted it in the, uh, the group on Facebook with the family. Right. And I looked at that and I'm like, why does this say Candy Recordings? It, it said '88. So that was '88. Yep. I had to be what two. So I'm looking at myself About, in a picture yeah. like, dang, I was two in this picture? Like, that's yeah. crazy. Two or, what, two or three? Because it could have been, been 89. I'm like, maybe somebody, like, put the wrong date because it looked like I'm well over two. But, yeah, it, it, it say probably was 89. Probably was 89. I think you was three then. Yeah, I'm like, I got to yeah. be three in this picture. It don't look like I'm two. Like, I'm just guessing. But, yeah, that was, 
I thought about say Candy recorded and then clicked when Beethoven was talking about it. Like we, he like yeah we had got signed to a record label called Candy Recording and uh SJ and AJ remember they knew of that label. That's what was crazy. Yeah. Um and then after that, what was the other label that y'all signed to when y'all was a uh, Rebels to Die? Oh man, um, I'm trying to remember that. That uh, that name right there is slipping me. I'm I'm really lost <laughs> memory for that one. Um, now what happened with that though? Cause like you like you said you said why you faded back, but I never knew exactly uh, what. I mean, he it, might have said it in the interview, group, but like how did why that the group disband? disbanded? Well, yeah. Okay, um, we were hit with a contract. Uh, we were supposed to sign. Okay, now. I don't know if you remember Marcus. I do. Uh, yep. Okay. Now he had he and Wink, uh, another guy in the group. Uh, we used to call him Wink, but um, they were supposed to set it up to where we were supposed to sign up under. I think his name was Ed. Okay. Big dude, big you know, uh, OG in the in the in the in one of, you know in the neighborhood. We were supposed to sign to him. What ended up happening was, I guess Ed wanted to go a more uh, legit, or let's say, somebody that was more established than him, business wise. Okay. But it di- it didn't go right. I'm not. I, I remember vaguely, exactly, you know, the details. But it di- it didn't go. It didn't sit well. It didn't sit well with us. I remember Mom looked at the contract. She said, "Don't sign it." Uh, uh several people that knew about the music being said, I wouldn't sign. Man. Um, now, the people, the other people, I forgot their names, but I know one of them, I don't know if he was a, 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 a fireman. I know he was up there as far as rank chief or something like that. His, his, his daughters were dancing for us, was supposed to be, let's say that. Um, in addition to the, the two guys we had jitting for us. Okay. I, yeah, I remember that. And, I had like two people in the and background that, that would dance. And, and, and that gentleman tried to basically, I guess, take over the whole thing. He wanted to basically have us sign to him, Word. if I can remember correctly. And the contract wasn't all that good, so we kind of stepped away from it and said, skip it. Wow. And that and that kind of disbanded the group. I remember at one time Metroplex wanted to sign Black Beethoven by himself, and he said, "I no. remember him saying something about that." Yeah, he said no because I'm in the group and this, that, and the other. Ah, in retrospect, he should have signed to him, and you never know where that would have went. Yeah, exactly. You know, Man, it's that's not to take- see. Yeah. But that's why I wanted to hear your view of it because, yeah, I, I've known yeah. briefly the story. Like I say, he's touched on it before, but it wasn't just in depth to where it. I, I'd still I, at some point have both of y'all discuss it just to kind of right, just the back and forth of it would be interesting. Like, no, no, this is what happened, or no, no, remember? So just to kind of hear it from yeah. that perspective, and even even Kurt at one point, I think the Curtis Harris at that one point, I think that'd be right. dope just to kind of have. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, he he's now him. As far as the history, uh, his memory is 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 way more, uh, let's say, put together a much sharper when it comes to recalling all of that. Um, and and as far as me, like when you ask about why did I kind of pull away this and that, that was the reason too about that contract. Yeah, and just then the, the at, business at, side of. Right at the same time, 
I'm also more into uh, like, hey, in a minute, I'm going to be graduating. I have to go to college, mm-hmm. you know, this, that, and the other. Uh, a lot of life issues. And I don't even mean issues. Life itself was, was his life. Life happened. That's it. And I said, you know, I got to make, make a decision. Once again, I'm not a creator like they are. They can take yeah. this and go with it. I, I know I'm not. So would so, you say in today's time with how advanced technology is and how it's so easy to, I mean, you still got to do the specific leg work, but it's just different now for, like you say, you, we got people banging out projects from home. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, just, it's so much, a- right. it's more access now. Would you say definitely if it were like that now, and let's, let's say if it were like how it is now back then, would you have still continued? Because I would have continued, continued as far as the uh, engineering process. I, that, I definitely would have wanted to do that. As far I as rapping, I, I swear being I learned on something stage, new. I no. never, I've never knew ever that you would have even considered like engineering. That's why, and it makes so much sense too. Now that I think about it, like I don't even yeah. know why. Like that's Craig's Beethoven. He's the the. Uh, the nitpicky when I would say for a lack of better words when it comes to sound. So I didn't even consider that you could pan off in that too and be the same way. Like, no, nah, this sound right. like, but you do it in a way like, nah, see this, but it's never really based off sound. It's more so just like a structure of something like, no, nah, you know, what it'd be dope if you did right. this or if you did that. Right. And technically in a right. way, that's kind of like a, a, um, I guess, I guess you would call it like a executive producer in in a way, like that's yeah, because that kind of plays a part. Because because I would also, uh, if I could go back, uh, yeah, once again in retrospect, not only do that managing and also uh, dealing with uh, marketing, yeah, you know, but all that kind of uh, falls up under the same. So yeah, I, I would I would be off into that, like I, how you I guess would I present never... yourself. Yeah, I guess I never looked at it that way. We become, I think once I got, and and that's another question too, because I know it happened, but in a way, it's almost like the way I started was the same way you started. It was like, same way, seeing my brother, it was both of y'all though, actually. I'm like, okay, dang, both my brothers rap. That's dope. I mean, as a kid, I probably saw it differently, but I, I think it was just the admiration, like, man, they doing that? And same with you. I tried to copy what I saw Beethoven doing. And just was mm-hmm. I knew he was a, a huge Rakim fan. So I right. think Most Juice definitely. came out. And I think because uh, Rakim had Know the Ledge out. Nah, so, oh, that's what he admired. Like, prior to hearing, like, I Ain't No Joke and everything. Because you got to think Juice came out like, early 90s. I hadn't been too familiar with I Ain't No Joke. Internet wasn't around then like that to where you could just pull up YouTube and go, oh, let me hear this old stuff. I was only familiar with what Rakim had out in the '90s. I know, I mean, know the ledge being one of those songs. So I really, really admired the flow and everything. Then come to find out, that's what Beethoven was into. So I, same thing. I tried to copy it and just mimic. And ha- hands down, he helped me write a verse. <laughs> I was probably in like that's first grade, I think. So same thing he did with you. He did with me, and I don't think I don't even think he's aware of that. That's just how he was. Like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna help you, and from there. I, I, I can't say that I didn't look back because I did. I kind of, I mean, I didn't look back because I was, well, I did look back because at some point 
I fell back on it was like, no, I'm cool on this. I had a brief, and I, I ain't gonna make it about me, but it, it ties in because at some point, like during, I think like from mid elementary on through middle school, I wasn't trying to like do music. I was just focused mm-hmm. on like art, drawing, possibly basketball. And then something happened during maybe like, oh, I know what it was. Uh, Black Milk, Black Milk, I, uh, all in between. It's, it's funny how all these things happen because, like I say, y'all right. had what y'all had with rap, and then somehow don't forget I about just, sleep. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, that's why I say everybody play a critical part. Like a lot of people just right. see my history and just tie it to Black Milk and Black Milk only, and then they get shocked when I do something with Black Beethoven. Like, oh snap, your brother do it too. Like, yeah, this ain't just weird. It didn't just start with Black Milk. Like it started beforehand. Like the history is rich, and I could say I'm pretty sure like it trickle. It's a trickle down effect because I'm pretty sure some of this stuff affected him. Like he don't he don't know this story that you're telling. He don't know the story Black Beethoven tell. He only know what he know based off his history involved in it. His history right. probably go back to Ock and Sleep, and it probably stopped there, and then it go and then it goes where he is at now. Um, mine go goes back a little further. Like we said, we talking about like three years old. And I'm just, right. I'm just, I don't know. So I'm like, man, I need to really have like, like you wanted to, you wanted to do the podcast for a different reason. I'm like, no, nah, it's more so a music podcast. But I'm like, you know what? It's important that he on here. Cause I told one of the twins uh, before, like I said, SJ and AJ, they got a dope podcast, the connected experience. And I was like, man, it'd be fire. Like if I, if I could have my other brother on and have him talk and tell his side or just give his right. view of things. Right. Cause they hearing Beethoven talk like yeah he's you know he obviously started out with his brothers but it was more so like Beethoven's story in mind at the time we had just put out Hello Victory so yeah man I don't know I th- I thought that'd be super interesting for you to like give your view now you also mentioned uh something before and this is a side of music but we we talked about this a couple times before doing a show just and the subject was uh psoriasis am I saying it right yep. Now, now, exactly for the people listening, like I'm familiar with it in a way, but not too familiar. Like based on the knowledge that you have of it, share what that is and like how it how it has affected you in, in a way. Uh, it's psoriasis is is like um, an immune deficiency, um, and what what happens is your immune system ends up attacking healthy skin cells. Okay. With psoriasis. Um, you can end up battling some type of infection. You could be sick. Uh, you could have strep throat. Uh, you could um, sleep deprivation, stress. Um, you can have a high acidic diet, a lot mm. of sugar, a lot of processed foods, stuff like that there. And if you uh, have psoriasis, your immune system, once again, will attack your healthy cells. And what happens is it causes the skin to flare up. You'll see red patches. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be scaly. Uh, and sometimes, like, if, you're, if you have uh, psoriatic uh, psoriasis, your joints will be affected by that. They'll be stiff. They'll hurt. And there is no known cure for it. But once again, um, there's ways to combat it or tone it yeah. down, so to speak. Um, like I use uh, clobetasol 
propionate, uh, 0.5%. Uh, they give me like a two, 30 grams of it uh, when my insurance pays for it. <laughs> Nobody gives it to me. But anyway, what that helps is it helps calm it down, so to speak. Uh, really, it's not like an end-all, be-all, but it, but it helps like in areas of the skin where the flare-ups would be at. You just put some of the ointment on it, and it'll help calm it down a little bit, and it'll almost go back to normal. Uh, but it can tend to be a pain. Uh, a lot of people get depressed from it. Uh, Sometimes you don't want to leave your house if you have a flare-up. It can be on any part of your body. Any okay. part of your body. Yep. Um, my, my knowledge of it is that my knowledge came, and God rest her soul, my knowledge came from my always saying, and it was it was just the more basic way of things. She said it comes from cutting your hair too much. And it had me fearful. Because <laughs> she used to always say, and this is this is what, this is what stuck. It's funny, like, what parents could say, and I could just stick with their kids. But right, she used to always right. say, when I first started learning how to cut my hair, she used to always say, do not cut your hair every week like Lonzo does. I'm like, what? Because that's how you can get psoriasis. And I'm like, huh? She used to be like, he can get psoriasis because he's cutting his hair too much. He cut his hair every week, and he cut it super low. I'm like, huh? Like, okay. Why is that? Let, <laughs> let, let me, if, if you don't mind, let me chi chime in on this real quick. The funny part is, when you have psoriasis, and especially if it's in your head, in your head, right? If it's uh -huh. attacking in that area, the last thing you want to have is long hair, or or, or let's say like a, a longer hair, you know, right, half inch to an inch long, because you can't put an ointment put ointment on the patch exactly. where yeah. the psoriasis is going on, because your hair will absorb it. So while that's going on, you got a bunch of flakes in that area. So every time you go to brush your hair, comb your hair, it'll look like it's snowing. So if you keep that's your wild. hair low, you can put the ointment and you can, the patch is visible and you can put the ointment on it as opposed so to. The whole time, yeah. I'm thinking what she said. I'm like, dang, I better not cut my hair that much. Like you like, he can't you nah, can't cut right. your hair every week like that. Right, no, is, you uh, cut your hair as much as you like. <laughs> that is insane. Like I really yes. stuck with that. Like when you mentioned, I said, you know, I gotta ask him this because I really thought that for years. Right. Like, dang. So if you cut your hair like every week or so, it's gonna it's gonna get you so right. Nah, that's a myth. Miss, man. That is crazy. See, you you can't here's the funny thing. You can't catch psoriasis. It's not if I touch you, you'll get psoriasis, or if you do this, you'll get psoriasis. No, once again, it's an immune deficiency, yeah. which means it's it's in your DNA somehow, some way, something went wrong or whatever, and there it is. I got some things I think might. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna uh, revisit it online and just kind of and you know look it over. So I think I got some ways or or just some uh, some remedies that may help that. Or it may help uh, treat it, I should say. Or, or like how you mentioned earlier, just kind of keep uh, it down. I, I, okay. I do it off air. I ain't gonna, you know, mention going to a long spill on the line, but I, it might help. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt okay. it helping. Uh, to, to 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 be brief on that, because uh, I know we limited with time. Um, you have to know your pH balance mm -hmm. of your body. You need to know mm -hmm. your pH. Everybody's is different. 
number one. Number two, uh, you can say, oh, I'll eat a lot of green food. I'll do this and I'll do that. And that's fine. No sugar, I'll, that's fine. But once again, lack of exercise, too much yeah. stress, lack of sleep, you know, uh, exposed to hard water, uh, not enough sun, you know, which, mm -hmm. you know, not enough vitamin D and all of that stuff. Yeah, that's you know, super winters, important. Yeah, the winter months are brutal for people with psoriasis. And like I said, Especially, it, it can I get can so. imagine in Michigan, like we see so less sun during the wintertime. It don't make no sense. Right. Yeah, horrible. Horrible. Uh dry air. Uh, mm -hmm. if you if you live in a in a home where the air is dry, that's that's brutal as well. So a lot of people would, would try to come up with cures and say they but the, at the end of the day, you have to take care of the inside. Most of the stuff yeah. when it comes to your uh immune system and all of that leaky gut uh what you put in your body and all of that and what you put in your gut uh can trigger psoriasis so if you have that under control you have a better chance at keeping your psoriasis down it's almost like a car like take care of what's under the hood yeah yeah you are what you eat basically yeah that's why i yeah. always tell people about like be careful with just like consuming like one thing i was big on was caffeine and kind of just being off of that for like months or let's say weeks at a time, it's like you notice the difference. You notice the difference. Oh, yeah, like you, you take it on that caffeine, you crash like immediately. Then if you just go on a normal, it take time to like, it don't just be like, okay, let me switch off caffeine and just go with uh, non-caffeine tea or just more like just be more aware of the, the herbals that you take in. It, it take time. Right. It ain't going to just happen in a day, but you slowly start to notice the difference. So it definitely is right. uh, more important than what you put in your body, like just cutting back on certain heavy foods. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm, I still eat, like, beef here and there and certain foods, but, I like, I eat more. And even, this ain't really as better because it's uh, the starchiness, but rice, I substitute fries with rice most of the time now, and I feel the difference. It, it just feel a lot better. Yeah. So do, you, you, do could even, you could even no, do, saying, what? if you don't mind if you don't mind me adding, sorry about that. Uh, you can even add, um, instead of doing like regular rice, you can do brown rice or wild mm -hmm. rice. I'm glad you spoke on that because I learned a lot about, like I said, I ran with the myth. Like, and you just explained, uh, right. like, oh, that, oh, dang. I, I, was laugh, I was laughing. Most most men with psoriasis will highly suggest keeping your, if you have it, if it's in your in your hair area. And like I said, the plaque, which is the dry, the dry or dead skin, that plaque builds up because your skin is growing at a much faster pace yeah. than normal people with, you know, normal people. Your skin is growing at such a fast pace because, once again, your cells are saying, hey, there's something wrong there. So now we have to ramp up, which, which once they ramp up, everything else ramps up. And your skin, your layers of skin grows way faster. Yeah. And, yeah. That's where the patch comes from. But anyway, the snow that comes out of your hair, like I said, it's hard to manage that with a bunch of hair in your head. Exactly. That's wild, man. Like, I ran with the myth. I'm glad you covered that because that was something new every day of school. Because I definitely, like I said, I was around that <laughs> myth. Like, yeah, man, I don't, I don't like cutting right. my hair like that. I don't mind cutting my hair right. every week now because I definitely be like, I just, I literally, right. when I learned, I was like, Man, waited out a couple weeks, and I'd be seeing people nah. that get their hair cut every week. Like, 
Man, y'all get your hair cut every man. Y'all gonna up psoriasis. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> no, just that's that. funny. That is funny. That's do, do, it, if you don't mind, do we have time? Um, just maybe about five minutes. I just wanted to talk about the depression part. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Now, most people that have psoriasis, um, especially if it's if it's well hidden, you know, most people you'll see it on their elbows. Um, maybe on their knees, uh, in their head, stuff like that there. But like I said, psoriasis is not prejudiced to the body. It'll attack anywhere. So say, for instance, um, if you have it on your neck somewhere Uh or or on your forehead or uh, at your hairline, on the back of your neck, I get it on the back of my neck sometimes as well. When you're in a restaurant, especially a buffet or something like that there, or just out in public where there's a lot of people, some some people, you'll get stares. You'll get a bunch of stares right. sometimes. Uh, people, friends and family, oh, what's that? What happened to you? Did you hurt yourself? Uh, I remember, and this is from on my own, you know, one of my own accounts. Somebody asked me, did my wife hit me in my head? Man. And was serious. And I said, no, this is psoriasis. And they're oh, man, what's that? Can I get it? Then I, I had to kind of explain. And then it, I, I felt a little um, uncomfortable. But it wasn't their fault. It was just the way I was reacting to them reacting to me. Right. Um, but after a while, I guess the point I'm getting to, you, you have to learn how to manage your emotions when it comes to this because this is abnormal to most people, which it is, but their response or their reaction to seeing it on you, you have to be in control of your emotions because if not, uh, you'll kind of fly off the handle and that's not what you want to do. And you don't want to internalize it either because you'll get depressed. I had my moments early on with it where I really didn't want to come out the house. Uh, it, it was times where, uh, it was time to go somewhere. It was an event. And at the last minute, I'm, I'm caught brushing my hair and I see a patch and I'm like, okay, I'll just brush over it lightly. Brush a little too hard. Boom. Now it's bleeding. Dang. Now I got to deal with this when I'm getting ready to leave out the door. You know, and if you're married, you're in a relationship, you know, yo, girl, she ain't going to want to hear. And if you're a woman and you're married to, you know, dude, they're not going to want to hear. Oh, man, I'm bleeding. Well, put a bandaid on it. Let's go. At that point, you're looking in the mirror like, this is not working. I'm going to just stay, you know, or you'll come up with an excuse to where you don't want to go. Oh, man, I can't wear a hat. No. I remember one time, and this is from, once again, a personal experience. We was over Auntie Cookie's house. And Uh, as you know, everybody's over there. Right. Right. Our dad, I guess he he was on one that day. He was feeling good and, you know, in a good mood. He told me, you're supposed to take your hat off when you're in somebody's house. Not today. Not today. And I said, no, I'm going to leave mine on. He didn't get it, right? I never took my hat off, of course. But he didn't get it. I, 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 I was experiencing uh, a flare-up at the time. And my hair was cut low. But on the side of my head, on, my, on the right side of my head, I had a real bad flare-up. So he kept pressing me. He went on for about 10 minutes about why I should take my hat off. At this point, on the inside, I can't even tell you 
what type of rage and stuff was going on on the inside. No, I, I, I know. See, if people listening, they ain't familiar, but they don't, they don't know our, they don't yeah, know our pops. See, he probably had a clean shave himself, but, so he, he probably feels it, super it, but, good. If it was... Right, and and it's not just with pops; it, it would be with anybody. You know, I work yeah. at a plant, so you know, at the plant people like to play the dozens and stuff like that. But once again, you have to develop thick skin. <laughs> no pun intended to psoriasis. You have to develop thick skin because if you don't, you'll take all that stuff serious. You'll take it personal. You'll take it to heart and you'll have a messed up day and you'll sink into depression. Uh, I still have my days though where during the summer, I have it on my legs. Sometime it'll clear up. Sometime it'll come back. And sometimes you say, hey, you know what? I don't care. I'm wearing my shorts. You just see red you know, red flare-ups on my legs, and so be it. If you if, if I'm around family and friends, I don't care. You know, if you see me, you see me. Yeah. You know, but, what, what but happens that's pretty in these much type it. of cases, what happens in those type of cases, though, like when there's more support groups and people are more aware, then you become more comfortable just being able to, people see it and just understand it, like, oh, okay, that must be, like, you know me firsthand, like, even with, on our end, with uh with autism with our kid with with our daughter exactly like, you know it's still it's still really taboo and like you still got people that don't get it and then we'll bring her here and it's like no that's not this the reason this is not gonna work is because xyz we've tried this it's not gonna do you know what i'm saying they still go on and on and on they still keep pressing your body like i trust right. me i've been there with our pops like having to explain like, listen man that's not how this works you know what i'm saying so yeah, it, it definitely is a. Uh, I still have my bouts. It's a tough skin situation for sure. So I definitely understand. Right. And have, have, have you have you watched the commercials about remedies for psoriasis? Take this, take that, and then you see the side mm-hmm. effects. Yep. Uh, yep. I'm never, I'm never taking that stuff as long as I see those side effects. I deal with the public seeing me the way I am. Mm-hmm. At least I have a, a choice in that matter as a. You know, opposed to taking that, putting that in my body. Now, once again, I'm not speaking against the people who decide to take that. If it worked for you, it worked for you. Right. I'm just the guy that's, you know, a little skeptical about it that says, you know, I'll wait till there are advances in those treatments, you know, for psoriasis. So, because it's, it's too many side effects, way too many. And once again, as I mentioned earlier, stress can fl- make your psoriasis flare up. So guess what's going on when you're dealing with all of these side effects plus what the public eye is doing? Right. All that, all that if you Trigger allow it, it it'll, it'll cause stress. If you allow it, it'll cause stress, your thought process. So what I learned to do, I take plenty Epsom salt baths, I, I have my times where I relax, and I mean literally gotcha. relax. And 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 people should do that in life. Period. Where you tone out, you you know you tone down, and you have your days where you relax. I chill out in the sun, by the pool from time to time. You know, uh, I limit my time on social media. Oh yeah, you know, there's absolutely. no nothing. Nothing against social media platforms <laughs> as the one we're we're on, but I still limit my time to that. You know, so you know, once again, you just you just have to do do your research, know what you're dealing with. As you said, um, 
with with any any ailment with any thing that you're dealing with uh that's out of the norm um because in our world it is the norm mm-hmm. and with that being said you have to know how to better manage it so you have to do your research you have to educate yourself and speak up talk about it You'd yeah. be surprised who you run into. Somebody else, yeah. yeah, I was exactly. going to say somebody else out there that's like, dang, I ain't know. Maybe that's how I should deal with it. Or they didn't know how to deal with it to begin with. And it helped. You got to be an yeah. advocate for it. Right. Yeah, I got two people uh, that I work with uh, that have it. And um, I could tell it was like a sigh of relief. Not that you're happy somebody else has it. But um, my coworker, cool guy. When he told me, he's like, yeah, man, I got psoriasis. That's why sometimes I wear long sleeve shirts. And I said, man, look here. I understand. I said, but at some point, somebody going to see that you have it if you have a flare mm-hmm. out. You know, and if, and if so, if, and if it is, so be it. You know, they talked about Jesus Christ. <laughs> so at this yeah. point, you know, hey, yeah. I'm glad you shared but, that, man. That was, um. Yeah, that was, that was meaningful, actually. I'm glad you, because I didn't know. I mean, I knew you, like I said, I knew you had it. Obviously, you discussed that, but just the the in-depth portion of it is what I didn't know. So that was, to share it on this platform, like I say, somebody might listen and just be right. like, uh, man, I, I deal with that too. Or somebody's gonna, I can guarantee you somebody's gonna listen and they have it and be like, oh, snap. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you sharing that. To right segue, on. and just to kind of switch to a lighter note, uh, not that that was a heavy note. Obviously, like I say, that it's it's something that's common. But to switch to a lighter note, so I've been doing this thing on the podcast to where I always like to. It came from this app, uh, the Fan Label app, and I always been doing this thing to where, like how you said, if you could, uh, if you were to stay with music, you would have probably got on the management side of things or the engineer side of things. So technically, at some point, you would be involved with a label somehow. So if you were right. able to. This doesn't have to be any specific new artist. This could be from an era that you appreciated the most. So if you were able to develop a roster of MCs for your own label <laughs> and two and two solid producers, who would you go with? Five MCs, two solid producers. Five MCs, two solid produ- uh two solid producers. Yep. Um, they could be known, they could be widely known, they could be underground, don't matter. Okay. Um I would have to go, being that I'm a Detroit native, I would go with, I would have to go with Jay Dilla for one of my okay. super producers. Um, and then my next one would be the Neptunes. That's diverse too. Super diverse. Yeah, exactly. That's a killer. Exactly. Exactly. So, because they both can do all genres of music yep. pretty much. Yeah. Um, but I would do Jay Dilla, Neptunes, and then my MCs. Oh man. Um, I gotta throw an old school in there, so that's definitely gonna be Rock Kim. No okay. doubt. I'm being careful as I choose this list. Okay, Rock Kim. Let me go with Fabulous. That's definitely one. Consistency. Um, Consistency. Right. Uh lasted through different uh I guess I would say right. decades at this point. Travis Scott, Jay Z, and I got and I got one more. Um, I had to throw Royce in there. That's what I had. 
Yeah, that's that's what I had in mind. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, because that's diverse. So you got a, a a pure label of diversity then, because yeah, I can hear, I can hear honestly, like looking in depth, I can hear Travis Scott over some type of wild dealer beat. Like I say, because he could always switch it up. Same with Neptune's. Uh, right. Then the roster, you got Rakim. That's the that's a legacy act in itself. Fabulous is a legacy act as well, but at the same time, he can still expand through the different eras of from like two thousand up until right. now. Right. So yeah, that's and then you said Travis I said Scott, Rakim, said Rakim Fabulous, Fabulous, Travis Scott, Jay Z, and Jay Z. Okay, yeah, and then Jay Z itself. So in a way, all legacy acts, with the exception of Travis Scott, but is you got a couple legacy acts in there that were able to switch it up and still not specifically Tra- compromise. Right. Tra- nice. Travis is a is is a legacy in the making. Yeah. And 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 the reason why I say that about Travis, if you listen to both of his albums, you basically can play both of them albums from the beginning to the end there in depth. Music wise, his flow. This this the wild card too because you also got Royce and mind you Travis Scott a producer too and yeah. also Royce. Mm-hmm. So in a way, you got four producers. Yeah. So then, and then too, with Jay and the Neptunes, they can cater a beat to you. Yeah, exactly. They good at that. They good at that. You can tell them, hey, I I, I want them. I want this. I want that. And they they can cater a beat for you. I agree. Look, look at no nobody ever before Jay before they did beats for Jay. Who would have back in the day would have thought the Neptune's doing a beat for Jay? Them guys? Yeah, I, nah, I that ain't gonna sound right. It. They couldn't Bangers. imagine it for Nori, but it happened. Exactly. Bangers. What? What? Well, what? <laughs> I remember that. But, Nobody um, thought. No people were shocked. Like, why is he going to them? Because of his previous sound, but he did, and look what happened. Yeah. They gave him like two but, of his biggest hits. Three. That's of them, what actually. I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. They, their, their knowledge of music because they play instruments and whatnot too. Yeah. Their knowledge of music um, and what they can do. Like I said, they can, they can cater a beat to you. And so can Dilla. Right. Yeah, if he, if he, if he was still here, um, he here in spirit, but I'm just saying if he was here in the physical, like pair, pairing him with Rakim, people would be like, ah, oh, nah, that's a no go. Uh, I think not. Yeah, cause 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 Dilla can do some hard beats too. I I could see that happening because he was supposed to too. He was supposed to um get a placement or I think a couple placements on a black album back in like oh oh three when wow. Jay was getting ready to put that out and wow. I forget what happened. I don't want to flub the story, but that that was gonna happen. But I forget what took place. Somebody could probably pretty sure somebody out there would be be able to give a better yeah. account of the story, but it didn't land. But it it was gonna happen though. Yep. Wow. The reason why I chose, like, like let's going back to Travis Scott, the Neptunes, I feel, could cater more beats to him because he, like you said, with him being a producer himself, they would all work together. I could see yeah. them jailing well. You yep. know. Uh, and, and Royce can put end up happening. Yeah, Royce could use either one of them. Fabulous, either one of them, but more so the Neptunes. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, without the, with, if we slash out Rakim and um and Travis Scott, Neptunes don't work with the other three. 
Right. Yep. yep. So, yeah. Well, yeah, man. It was an honor to have you on. It was long overdue. So I definitely appreciate that. I'm glad people were able to hear. I'm glad I was able to hear your story because I, I learned some stuff new. Like I did when I did Beethoven's before. I was like, I didn't know that. <laughs> Just learning stuff. Like, oh, you be thinking you know everything, like, because you. Right. family and you be like yeah they didn't, I, I know right. they didn't say this before then you just hear the one on one they be like oh I okay I didn't know whoops <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, so, was, it was an honor it was an honor uh, you having me uh, on your podcast as well and uh, uh, you know it made my day <laughs> today to uh, share some of uh, my experience uh, on hip hop and share some of uh, my knowledge and some of my experiences uh, when it comes to psoriasis and whatnot as well. So, yeah, it's definitely Indeed. been an honor. I'm going to chop it up. I don't know when I'm going to exactly drop this one, but I'm going uh, to try to get a couple more in and then just have them come out at a certain time. But, again, definitely appreciate it. What can they find? Well, you don't got too many social media avenues out there, so let them know nope. where you at on Facebook if you want them to find you. <laughs> no. Under my name on Facebook. Just as it's spelled, no hyphens, no spaces, nothing. No, okay. Just, cool. And I, I make sure to right. include that. In, well, I guess I just put search Alonzo Robinson on Facebook because I don't Facebook right. weird about the links for the personal pages. So yeah, I definitely include that. Again, man, I appreciate right. it. I'm gonna load this audio up and we out. Peace.